All right, so I thought we'd talk about the rosary because this is the month of the rosary and feast day of the rosary is back here on the 7th. Um, does anyone know why it's the feast of the rosary? Random choice. That when the Battle of Prino? No, Leprino. Yeah, the ba- Battle of Prino here. Sorry, Prino. <laughs> Lep- Lep- Lepanto. 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 Yes, the Battle of Lepanto when yeah. the uh, papal city-states joined forces together to push back the Turks who were imminently close to invading through Europe. And it was important because they did not ever recover their naval superiority after that point and really turned the tide in that issue. Um, so, um, we're going to kind of focus here, though, start out um, a refle- uh, kind of the beginning of uh, St. John Paul II's Rosarium Virgin uh, Maria, which he wrote in 2002, and it's encyclical on the rosary. Um, and if you read any of his beginning paragraphs of any of his encyclical, they're all very profound like paragraphs. You could just meditate on those if you really wanted to. But he says... And sadly, actually uses the word profound. <laughs> Simple, yet profound. It remains at the dawn of this third millennium, a prayer of great significance destined to bring forth a harvest of holiness. It easily blends into the spiritual journey in the Christian life, which, after 2,000 years, has lost none of its freshness of its beginnings and feels drawn by the Spirit of God um, to... Uh, set out into the deep or duke in Halton in order once more to proclaim and even cry out before the world that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior that the way and the truth and the life the goal of human history and the point of which desire of uh, desires of history and civilization turn and so he really is trying to paint this picture uh, of the rosary as this very Christocentric prayer that harkens back to the early days of the history of the church and how we should kind of form our prayer and that there's a lot of fruitfulness to the rosary. Uh, and so does anyone know the story about uh, how we got the rosary? St. Dominic, Mary, is it St. Dominic? Yes, it is St. Dominic. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, so actually, before then, people used to do all 150 psalms uh, as a prayer, and that was very daunting. So they started doing instead 150 rosaries and 10 Our Fathers as their prayer instead, okay? Well, what? Yeah, Hail Mary. So they, they switched it over 150 Hail Marys and uh, 10 Our Fathers, okay? So St. Dominic was a Spanish priest who was going into France trying to combat the Albigensian heresy, which is the body is bad and the spirit is good, okay? Type of heresies that we've seen all throughout history, okay? And um, he was not really being successful. So the story goes is that he had this... Uh, uh, apparition of Mary in 1208 in this forest at Toulouse and he was asking God for uh, help and after three days of prayer and fasting uh, uh, there was a ball of fire that the, uh, with three angels by it that disappeared and then the Virgin Mary came telling him to preach her Psalter or this Marian Psalter uh, uh, which was originally the Cistercians uh, came up with that 150 Hail Marys and 10 Our Fathers um, and but she brought it to him to meditate on the mystery. So she's the one who gave Saint Dominic the uh, joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries. Um, and so, um, you know, 
the idea is is that um, this is to try to emphasize against the heresies that the Albigensians were teaching that Jesus Christ really became man he really suffered and died on the cross and he really rose from the dead and obviously Mary really went body and soul to heaven so this was directly trying to contradict that and to preach this which would help overcome the Albigensian heresy uh, and St. John Paul II reminds us that the Marian, even though it's Marian in character, it's very Christocentric. He says, with the rosary, the Christian people sit at the school of Mary and is led to contemplate the beauty of the face of Christ and to experience the depths of his love. Um, and so um, Pope Leo um, who wrote a lot about the rosary as well. The 13th says, thanks to this new method of prayer, piety, faith, and union began to return and the project and devices of the heretics uh, fell to pieces. Okay? And actually, it was interesting. There's a story about this count and St. Dominic leading a for a forces of 1,500 Catholics against these like 3,000 or plus Albigensians. And the Albigensians already knowing the numbers were like, we're going to win this battle. So the night before, they decided to get drunk. Well, the, the, the Catholics decided to pray the rosary. So guess who won? <laughs> so, so that's what I should do before exams, Scott. <laughs> yes, yes. Instead of, instead of the alternate, especially. Um, so the mysteries, as John Paul II, put us in living communion with Jesus through, we might say, the heart of his mother. At the same time, our heart can embrace in the decades of the rosary all the events that make up the lives of individuals, families, nations, the church, and all mankind. Thus, the simple prayer of the rosary marks the rhythm of human life. So I think that's important to think about. Marks the rhythm of human life. So the mysteries of the rosary are kind of the mysteries of humanity in general, right? And that's the beauty about them, is that they help us to kind of contemplate ourselves, okay? I'm going to jump ahead here. Um, as uh, St. Paul said in Romans 6, we are indeed buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live uh, a newness of life. So the rosary allows us with our mother to ponder anew the mysteries of uh, the mission of Christ's life that unfolds before us because our life is now buried in Christ and his mysteries are our own. So he incorporates all of humanity's life into his own. And so this is a, when we reflect about Christ, we're reflecting about ourselves and we're trying to understand ourselves through him. Uh, and so now kind of diving, ways to meditate on the rosary, because I think that's the biggest challenge any of us try to do with the rosaries. You, you start trying to say it and it's very easy. You're like, oh, I'm already in the fourth decade and I don't remember what happened here, right? And so it's very easy just to blow by uh, through the rosary and kind of miss what Mary always was suggesting be the key of the rosary, which is the meditation with it. So a couple of ways to do that. One could be through just brief readings of the, the mystery you're going to begin. So, be, you know, it's very easy to sometimes want to just keep on going, but maybe pause and have a brief reading or a brief re reflection before you start that mystery and then do it. Um, 
explore it. You could have a picture that focuses on that mystery. So sometimes you can just even bring up your phone, just like I'm gonna look at this while I say this decade. Um, another thing is uh, I've done this before and I found it helpful too because it kind of breaks up the the Hail Marys. Is at the end of Fruit of Your Womb, Jesus, I add in like a little brief thought about the mystery. So if it says like it's uh, you know the third joyful mystery Jesus born you know birth I say you know born in a stable in Bethlehem or something and then I say holy Mary mother of God pray for sinners now at the hour of death amen because it just keeps me reminded on what I'm doing all throughout that that um, and then other people obviously have things they've added at the end some people to sing the Ave Maria briefly or there's obviously the Fatima prayer that's become very popular oh my Jesus forgive us our sins save us from the fires of hell um, the other thing that I've done that's helped me sometimes is if I'm praying a particular decade of the rosary, say for someone, I sometimes say aloud my part, and then I imagine in my head them saying the other part. So I think to myself, hmm, you can pray with Pope Francis too if the rosary, right? Isn't that what the communion of saints is about? We don't have to be physically present with them to be able to do things. You know, you could get someone who doesn't even believe in God praying the rosary. Wouldn't that be amazing? They get to their particular judgment. They said, oh, by the way, all these rosaries were said with you. That'd be pretty awesome. Like, wow. You know? So, um, so, um, you know, so there's these different things uh, of helping you to kind of focus in the rosary that can help you. Uh, the other thing is just implementing the rosary itself. Sometimes it's our days are hectic. It's like, how do I have time? Uh, usually we leave it to the end of the day, and then we're like, oh, just fall asleep, you know. And we didn't get the rosary done, you know, okay. So sometimes it starts, maybe just start out doing a decade of the, a day or something like that and build up if you haven't done it on a regular basis. Uh, other times you can do maybe just the whole rosary on Saturday. Saturday is a special day to Our Lady. So you could just start out on Saturdays. It's like my Saturday devotion saying the rosary. Uh, another thing is you can get, uh, sometimes you feel awkward walking around with a big clunky rosary around place to place, but you can get one of those little rosary rings and just have it on your finger and you just walk around and you just kind of say it as you go, right? So you can just do the rosary on the go and, you know, if you have to stop or something, you stop and like, okay, I'll get to the next decade after this class or whatever. Um, and then you could do in the cars and other times so if you have a CD or something or do at home when EWTN or Catholic Radio does the rosary so those are other times you can try to incorporate the rosary uh, into your daily life my grandfather used to do it with his fingers oh really? yeah, yeah. so you can do it with that some people yeah. like having something to kind of help remind but uh, yeah I mean, that's why God gave us ten fingers on him <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so I was going to go through, so um, let me see if I can bring it up here. Um, uh, uh, see if I can. Uh, do I have it? Okay. I don't have the promises of uh, the road, or what Mary, the promises of the rosary um, here necessarily. Uh, but there's 15 promises. Let me see if I can bring it up quick, quickly that Mary made about the rosary. Um, so she told, I think it was at Fatima. If I can bring this up. This time in purgatory. Well, yeah, that would be good. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me. 
So, oh, this is what she promised to St. Dominic. She said, Whoever shall faithfully serve me by the recitation of the rosary shall see, receive uh, signal graces, I pr which means graces you can actually recognize you know, in your life. Uh, I promise my special protection and greatest graces to all those who recite it. The rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell, and it will destroy vice, decrease sin, and defeat heresies. Obviously, defeat some heresies. Uh, the rosary will cause virtue, good works to flourish, abundant mercy of God, withdraw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities, and lift them to desire the eternal things. The soul which recommends itself to me by the recitation of the rosary shall not perish. Uh, whoever shall recite it devoutly, applying himself to considerations of sacred mysteries, shall never be conquered by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He shall not perish by an unprovided death, meaning uh, unpredicted death that cuts you off guard. And if he shall remain in grace of God, become worthy of eternal life. Uh, and whoever shall have a true devotion rosary shall not die without the sacraments. Uh, during their life and at their death, the light of God and the plenitude of his graces uh, at the moment of death, they shall participate in the merits of the saints in paradise. I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been found devoted to the rosary. Faithful children of rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. Um, you shall obtain all you ask of me by recitation of the rosary. All those who propagate the Holy Rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. I have obtained from my Divine Son all the advocates of the Rosary shall have intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of their death. So what I talked about at the end of life, you want to have the uh, uh, law firm of Jesus marrying associates on your side when the devil comes accusing you, <laughs> right? She's going to bring the whole celestial court. So in devil's case, it's going to look pretty sad, okay? So, uh, and then the devotion of rosary is a great sign of predestination. So what Paul talked about, you know, people who ultimately will go to heaven. Um, so uh, there's that. And then um, just some quotes by some saints about uh, the rosary. So Pope Pius IX said, give me an army saying the rosary and I'll conquer the world. And then St. Dominic said, the greatest method of praying is to say the rosary. Or actually, that was St. Francis de Sales. And then St. Dominic said, one day through the rosary and the scapular, Our Lady will conquer the world. Which is a good point. Uh, a priest made a reflection to me about this one time and saying, like, well, if Mary prepared the way of uh, Jesus' first coming on earth and the incarnation, isn't she now preparing the way with like all her apparitions and stuff that we're seeing going on in these last centuries here, preparing the way again for Jesus' second coming? So um, it would make sense that uh, the, uh, the rosary is an important prayer in these day and this day and age, um, you know, to help us prepare for Christ's second coming. Um, so and then I just. Um, Going to uh, that's it. There's one more thing. Um, yeah, just a quote from Saint Louis de Montfort. He's one of the obviously big people who spread devotion of the Rosary. So it says, even if you're on the brink of damnation, even if you have one foot in hell, even if you sold your soul to the devil as sorcerers do, who practice black magic, and even if you're a heretic as obstinate as the devil, sooner or later you'll be converted and will mend your life and will save your soul. If, and mark well what I say, if you say the Holy Rosary devotely every day until the death for the purpose of knowing the truth and obtain contrition and pardon for your sins. So, I mean, 
that's a very powerful promise uh, that uh, you know Our Lady makes you know through the saints about what the prayer can do uh, in our lives and um, just how beautiful that is and uh, we know that many of the saints had devotions to the rosary saying it every day St. John Paul II probably said multiple rosaries a day because he would say them on the go as he went um, so uh, you know um, the rosary really offers us a great way to grow in our uh, spirituality and if we take the time to really bring the mysteries into our life and use the time well to meditate on them they can bring us a lot of uh, peace you know in difficult moments in our lives as we're going through our professional and personal lives um, you know the rosary can always bring a lot of consolation and so I encourage you know to really try to find a way to devote time for it um, pray with it uh, you know bring others to pray with it when you can um, you know and even those, if they're not praying with it, like I said, you can make them pray it. You know? Is that how it works? I don't know. If, uh, okay. No, 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 no. If, if, if they're destined not to go to heaven, then it won't matter. But if they were going to go to heaven, think about it. You know, there's that story uh, that uh, that king, remember? I forget his name. Who was... Uh, he was oh, not ride around on Yeah, he would ride around his horse. He was not a really devout yeah. person. But he uh, wore a rosary around when he would ride on his horse because he wanted people, the you know, the his uh, uh, his subjects to say, to okay, be more devout than to be, yeah, to be more <laughs> devout. And so he was really sick and near death. And he uh, had this vision of him in his uh, personal judgment, and the devil just bring all this stuff against him, like all he did. Then all of a sudden, like Mary drops this like golden rosary on the on the scales, and it tips them, and basically says because of him just riding around with this rosary and getting all his subjects to pray the rosary, that tipped the balance of scales for him. But then he would have to spend the rest of his life that he did have. He didn't end up dying, but he spend the rest of his life, you know. You know, atoning for his previous sentence at that point. But uh, what what a powerful message that even even that guy who really wasn't devout. <laughs> yeah, you know, our blessed Mother walks in, um, and there's an interesting story actually just to to wrap this up. Um, so uh, as you know, Mary ended up living in Ephesus uh, towards the end of her life with Saint John. And uh, there was a uh, mystic, uh, Saint, uh, Saint Catherine Ann Emmerich, um, who wrote a lot about like the Dolores Passions of Christ, of mystical visions of Christ's actual passion, which the Passion of the Christ, a lot of the things they find in there are based on her visions. But she also had visions afterwards of Mary's life, and Mary at this house in Ephesus. And uh, this, how Mary actually, what she would do when she was in Jerusalem, she would visit all the sites along the way of the cross uh, as a tradition year after year and just meditate on these spots. And then when she went to Ephesus, she built her own stations of the cross, which is exactly the stations we have in the church and walk around and she would go with her maid servant that was with her and they would sit at each spot and meditate and go up the hill to where the cross would be and then a cave which would represent uh, where Jesus was buried. And they actually found this house and signs of this way of the cross in this area in Ephesus. Um, and so Mary's meditation on the mysteries of her son show how far actually this devotion of 
this type of prayer goes back to the beginning of Christ. It started with Mary, and then she brought us this gift, you know, centuries later to St. Dominic that we now have. But she was doing that after Christ ascended. So that was her prayer while waiting for Christ to take her. So it should be our prayer, too. So anyway, so you can look that up about the House of Ephesus and read more about it. So.